Life Audio. Coming up on Encouragement for You, a discussion on how to face life's challenges, plus Christian psychiatrist Dr. Frank Menrith on double depression. Welcome to the Encouragement for You podcast, brought to you by Encouragement Communications in association with the Salem Web Network and is part of the Life Audio Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. In just a moment, your host, Don Hawkins, will introduce today's episode. First, a word from our sponsors. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with The King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. Whatever your age or background, you undoubtedly have faced or are facing some of life's challenges. That's the topic host Don Hawkins discussed recently with Christian life coach Rodney Love and Don's grandson, Chris Varela. Chris, you came up with the idea of title, the title Stewardship for the Hardships. Uh, Tell us what you were thinking about with this title. Uh, I've known a lot of people out there that have been stewards to the community, but they've been in some hard places. But they're still stewards. People look up to them. Yeah. I always wanted to reach out to them and in many ways get them back in the spirit, rock the spirit of them. And I know that you have reached out to a lot of people, some of whom are really living a hard life right now. Rodney, at the heart of what we're talking about of stewarding other people is the concept of encouragement. Give us a biblical perspective and definition on this, if you will. Okay, I'm going to give you a biblical definition, of, and I'm just going to, Don, I'm going to tell it, take it right out of the Bible. Okay, is that okay yes. with you? Oh, of course. Okay. <laughs> I would hope you would. Okay, okay. Right? <laughs> All right, here it is. So in uh, 2 Corinthians, it talks about that we need to, if we are afflicted, if you know, if we are, if we can comfort others with experience and endurance and suffering the same things we suffer, our hope is firm because we know that we you share in the sufferings and you were sharing comfort. In other words, Don, when somebody's suffering, we need to sh- be come alongside them, share in their sufferings, but also show comfort to them. For sure. Yeah, and Rodney, it's interesting that in Second Corinthians chapter one, the very beginning of that. Uh, chapter uh, in the book that talks about ministry, which is really what Second Corinthians is all about. It's almost a handbook for ministry that Paul talks about the God
God of all comfort. Yes. Uh, he is the God, the Father of mercies, uh, the God of all encouragement. And the King James translated it comfort, but the word is encouragement, has the idea of being called alongside to help. And the Holy Spirit was the original encourager. Jesus yes. said in the upper room to the disciples, if I go away, I'm going to send another encourager, one mm. of the same kind. Now, Chris, um, I remember Cain and Abel. And uh, unfortunately, Cain, the first child born in the world, uh, murdered his brother. And then he asked the question, am I my brother's keeper? Oh, I mean, he answered that question wrong. I mean, yes. we are for sure yeah. our brother's keeper. Yeah. We tend to leave our, our brothers behind in those afflictions and those torment, those self-torment. And, uh, you know, walk and forget that we've been in that path, forget that we've been there and don't turn back and you know get help them get get out yeah. of that we were talking about second corinthians 1 rodney you mentioned second corinthians and i brought the first chapter in and in that passage it says the god of all encouragement encourages us in all our trouble so that we can encourage others who are in any trouble with the encouragement with which we have been encouraged by God. And that's exactly, I mean, it couldn't be any clearer, Don, yeah. that what our mandate is through what Paul wrote in Second Corinthians, that's what we're supposed to do. And the bottom line is God looks to us to do that. Chris, one of the things I've noticed about you is I believe you have a gift of encouragement, that you really delight in coming alongside people and helping them. Yeah, it's it's been a, a rough journey. I mean, especially when you're dealing with your yourself, sure, your, you know your own pains, yeah, and your your own mindsets of trying to get out of and shake, you know, the devil off your back. Yeah, and and you've been through a lot of things, and and uh, you might share a little bit of what you've seen in the darkness. Many of us may not be aware of things that you've come in contact with, not only in your own life, but in the lives of people that you've been reaching out to. Uh, I mean, these are amazing people. I mean, they're really searching for something out there in the wrong ways. Yeah. They're searching for depth. They're searching for purpose. And they're searching it in a worldly way. And yeah. they'll never gain it. And I, I, yeah. I, I hate to say that. I was the same yeah. way myself. But you've been there. You've done that. And yet you've come to experience what the Lord said. When Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. And Rodney, the first part of that verse in John chapter 10 says the thief, the devil, comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. What Chris just describing is a lot of the devil's activity. It really is. And Don, I know as a life coach, when I first meet people that have gone through exactly, there, there are a lot of Chris's out there and there are a lot of Christina's out there. They're wonderful, wonderful people, but they are going through, let's just put it like it is, they're going through hell on earth. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and you, you've got to be there because the devil is trying to destroy him. Yeah. And you've got to step in there and be there, but you've got to know how to do it in the right way. Sure. You don't can't tell them what to do. Mm-hmm. You've got to step in in the right way mm-hmm. and ask them questions and get them thinking. And they got to come to these answers on their own. It's interesting you <clears throat> mentioned asking them questions. The other big life coaching skill is listening. Mm-hmm. And uh, so many times we're thinking about, 
okay, what can I say to this person? But we want to listen to them. Rodney, so many people these days are going through hardships themselves. How can people stay encouraged for the hard times they're going through and still be an encouragement to other people? When I mean, you went through this with your wife, Beth. Uh, she literally almost died of COVID. She had long COVID, and, and uh, that was an ordeal. And yet you were able to maintain and be an encouragement to many other Even people. Even to me. Yeah. To, to Chris. Yeah. Proverbs twelve twenty five it says, anxiety in a man's heart weighs it down. Yeah. But a good word cheers it up. Mm, yeah. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs it down, but a good word cheers it up. And you know That's what right. I find, Don? What's that? Even when you're hurting, if you give somebody a good word and you're an encourager to others, it helps encourage you. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you, you've got to be there. People are looking, and you know this, Don, people are looking for in today's world, especially for someone to come alongside them, to just pick them up, to share a good word with them, to share a smile with them. It's very easy to smile. Yeah. Share something that will pick you up. Uh, in fact, Scripture says in Proverbs eighteen twenty five, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And you never know somebody, and Chris, you're talking about seeing friends, people who are depressed, yeah. who are suicidal, who are anxious, and you never know but what that word that you speak to them. We're here to give affirmation and encouragement An open door chris take us back to some of those days when you were going through a really dark time and what you were dealing with and and uh, what god has done for you since then i mean there there can be a book about it i mean it's uh it's hard to narrow down in the fraction of time we got but i mean suicidal thoughts feeling no purpose feeling alone in the rooms uh just yeah uh is spiritual warfare within myself feeling, feeling yeah. alone i could be in a crowd full of people and i felt completely alone and for those out there that i know that you're maybe sitting alone in a room probably have for weeks probably have for you're probably in a room full of people right now just like i was yeah. and i want you to know that there's somebody there sitting beside you that understands your your torment understands your pain understands those scars and he's there has been there since the beginning of time and he's there to uh to help you through it and he's the one that died on the cross to pay for your sins and rose again from the dead to guarantee it and uh what a wonderful opportunity that is now rodney if we're encountering someone who's going through the kind of hard times and struggles that chris was talking about uh, what are the do's and don'ts of encouraging them what are some do's do, and some don'ts the do's is you come alongside them you don't try to pull them. You don't try to push them. You come alongside them, and you come right where they are. And you don't. the don'ts is you never say something like, well, I know how you feel. Or I know what you're going through. Or I'm, you know, you don't know how they feel, and you don't know what they're going through. But you come alongside them and walk alongside them and stick with them. You don't just blow, you know, say, well, I'm a, we're going to meet like two or three times a week, and that'll yeah. be it. No, you stick with them as long as it takes to help them yeah. walk through whatever they're going through. Uh, we're told that the troubles we go through are used by God to enable us to help others. Uh, Chris, uh, talk a little bit more about ways in which you've been able uh, to reach out. You mentioned the number of friends that you've reached out to. What are some specific ways that you've reached out to those friends? Well, now in the right way. I mean, it was back in the past. It was, I felt like the only connection I had to that, those people that, you know, embraced me was through drugs and alcohol or yeah women or whatever it may be uh 
I just wanted to connect with somebody, and now it's actually a connection that I'm I'm with the Lord, and and it's a uh, it's like these people yearn for just a spiritual awakening. There's yeah. there's something shaking in them, and they're reaching out throughout the world, just trying to grasp anything they can to grab onto something to make them feel purpose out in life. And Rodney, a big part of that is that we are modeling Christ to them. Uh, You know, we talk about discipleship at the Master Life Coach Training Institute, and we say that Christian life coaching is a 21st century tool for carrying out a first century mandate to make disciples. And the very first step that Jesus took was he manifested the Father's name before he even shared the gospel with his disciples. That is so true. And you think about, Don, how Jesus did it. Yeah. He didn't slam people. He didn't, you know, say a one, two, three step program. He got discipleship is getting in there into the down and dirty and nasty part of people's lives. Yeah. And again, just being there and helping them. And it doesn't matter how nasty their lives are, how terrible it is. Yeah. You've got to be in there with them. We'll be back with more after a brief word from our sponsors. And don't forget to listen for Dawn's live weekend talk show, Encouragement Live, heard Saturdays at 7.05 p.m. Central Time on American Family Radio and other radio stations around the country, as well as on the worshipchannel.org. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Clinical depression has been called the number one mental health problem in America today. The late Dr. Frank Minrith treated literally thousands of people during his years as a practicing psychiatrist. Let's listen to his conversation on double depression. Frank, we always like to start with scripture, and I couldn't think that we would ever have a cure of some kind that didn't include God's word. Don, several verses, they all come from Psalms 42, and let's start with verse 1. As a heart that's like a male deer, patent after the water brooks, 
so pains my soul after thee, O God. Can you imagine having a friend, a great, great friend that wants to talk with you and, and just, you know, and share your troubles and build you up? Mm. That's what God wants to be to us. Yeah. And, and what better when you feel down and discouraged, even mm-hmm. suicidal, just to walk and talk with him, get a verse like Psalms 42.1, let that build you up. And Frank, the picture there is so typical of modern life, where life is such a rush and we often feel dry. Here Here's a deer that's been running, maybe being chased by the dogs and the hunters, and he's panting, and he's tired, and he's exhausted, and he's dried out and doesn't have any water. And that's the way we often feel, and God is there for us when we feel that way. And then, Frank, one of my favorite verses is verse 5 of Psalm 42. Why art thou cast down, O my soul, and why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. When we feel down, we can talk to ourselves just like David did to himself here and recognize and acknowledge that our hope is valid in him. And, Frank, we will come to a place where we'll praise him again. Don, in verse 11 of the same chapter, chapter 42, Psalms 42, 11, very, very similar wording. Yeah. And, uh, and it just that... If you're feeling down, then, then God wants to give you hope. He wants to build you up. Some of you listening don't even have enough hope to want to live. We need you in the body of Christ. He loves you. He wants to encourage you. I know you don't feel it right now, but he really loves you. Frank, there's one other verse we might want to touch on. That's Psalm 42, 6. Oh, my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore will I remember thee from the land of Jordan and of the Hermonites and from the hill Mizar. He's thinking now about the past and the promised land and coming into that land. And he says, I'm going to remember you, God, because you brought me in. Sometimes we forget when we're feeling cast down and depressed, Frank, uh, about the things that God has done for us. And we've talked about the therapy of thanksgiving on this program before. It's tremendous to be able to go back and remember how God has worked in our lives in the past. Don, that's Don, that's beautiful, beautiful prose, and it's a great verse to in, just enjoy and let God build you up. It was Psalms forty two six. Don just shared tremendous verse. Well, let's talk about the double depression, Frank. Maybe some people are not familiar with your terminology. Many people have a double depression. Now, remember, you know, probably one in five people in America during the lifetime will have a, a major depression, but superimposed on that. It's what we call a dysthymic depression, D-Y-S-T-H-Y-M-I-C. And it's depression that's gone on for over two years. I remember when I was first introduced to this concept many years ago, I was, I was talking with a client, I was rather young, and I said, uh, how, how long have you been depressed? How many years? She said, well, as long as I can remember. Hmm. It's a dysthymic depression. They have a sad mood. They have changes in appetite, decreased or increased, changes in sleep, fatigue, they're tired a low self-worth. I mean, God's given everybody, everyone in the body of Christ, a a, a unique ability. They they, they don't see it, and they have difficulty making decisions. That's a dysthymic depression. Mm. And and that typically has to go on for at least two years before At least two years. So they have this this sad, low-grade depression. And then it's going to get worse here in just a minute, but but hold on. We're going to give you encouragement in a moment. There is help and hope. This is what we might call a chronic kind of depression, to use the medical terminology. But, of course, we also understand that in the medical community, uh, there's something called acute. There's chronic and acute. And I suspect that this next 
uh, depressive issue you're going to label as more acute? It's usually more acute, but even a major medical depression, a major depressive disorder, we call it MDD, major depressive disorder, uh, can not, sometimes it can go on for weeks or months. And mm. can, you, can you imagine what it would feel like to feel so sad, you just blue, sad, down, melancholic, and it just won't relent? Many, many people, many of you, you feel that way. We're going to detail that for you in just a moment, give you some of the specifics. You can see how much it applies or doesn't apply to you. I guarantee you, friend, if it doesn't apply, you know someone that this applies uh, to, and, and you may be the person that needs to help that person. We want to encourage you to be willing to intervene, to get involved in the life of that individual. And certainly if it's you, uh, we encourage you to take action. Back to the symptoms of that major depressive disorder, Frank. How do we recognize it? I'm going to give nine, nine of these, and you might just grade these whether they're true in your life or not. Number one, do you have a depressed mood most of the day, nearly every day? It may present as a feeling of sadness or being empty. And, and if you don't see it, others uh, observe it in you. So a depressed mood most of the day, nearly every day, for at least two weeks. And we're doing a sort of a checklist here. So this would be a great way for you to evaluate yourself or someone close to you. The second of these uh, nine things. Well, it's diminished interest and pleasure are almost all things you once used to enjoy. Maybe you used to enjoy going to a football game or playing football or basketball or, or you know, being with friends for coffee, and, and you don't really enjoy anything. There, there's, can you imagine, Don, what it would be like? Mm. You know, yeah. you and I every now and then get together for coffee and chat, and it's yes. just fun. What if everything you enjoyed, you know, there's just nothing to it anymore? Yeah. That must be a horrible type feeling. Yeah, but there are folks, and some of you perhaps in that situation, you just don't find any pleasure in the things you used to enjoy. The third statement, Frank. It's weight changes. You have lost a significant weight in the past few weeks, or you've gained a lot of weight in the past few weeks. Changes in weight. Okay, symptoms of major depressive disorder. Let's look at the fourth one either insomnia or hypersomnia. Insomnia, you have trouble falling asleep, you have early morning awakening, it's restless sleep, or you sleep all the time. Either one can be a symptom of depression. And the fifth of these, uh, Frank, is? It's either it's agitation, you know, just grippy and angry, or it's like you're in slow motion, retardation. Hmm. So are you, and probably other people may see this a little bit more, you're just so irritable and and then you move slow. Either one of those extremes can be one of the symptoms of major depression. Yeah. And then the sixth symptom that we're evaluating is fatigue. People that are depressed are usually very, very tired. You can get over all this. Then usually the energy is the last thing to come back. Mm, yeah. And so if you're feeling that loss of energy, just know that there is hope and help available and you can recover from that. The seventh of these symptoms of major depressive disorder is more along the lines of what's in our mind and what's in our emotions. That's it. It's feelings of worthlessness or guilt. Or, I mean, we mean inappropriate guilt, Don. Mm. I, mean, I mean, in the body of Christ, every member is invaluable. Every member is invaluable, but they, they see no self-worth. They're just lower than the rug. They don't see anything they can do for Christ, and, and, and that's not fair. It's just not true. Or they may just feel mm. guilty for even being alive, and they're a great value to Christ. Yeah, very important to recognize that God does not consider us to be junk. God doesn't create junk, and he created us. Uh, number eight, Frank. It's inability to think or concentrate 
or make decisions. Mm. So did it diminish the ability to think, concentrate, or to be indecisive? I was talking with a young lady uh, earlier this week who, uh, I say a young lady, she's not as young as she used to be, but uh, she's younger than me, so that makes her young. And uh, she'd lost her job. And she's just having a great problem making a decision and, and just uh, being able to concentrate on, on doing the kind of things that will get a job. And I think a lot of people these days may be struggling with, uh, because of a situation, a major depressive disorder where they can't think or can't concentrate, can't make a decision. Uh, the ninth one, Frank, is a very serious symptom to be aware of. It is. And if, if you have this one or, or if you know someone that has this one, do not miss this one. And do not fail to take action on this one. Recurrent Mm. thoughts of death, uh, suicidal ideations that are recurrent. On that one, you cannot miss it. Many people that have a major depressive disorder are seriously considering whether to kill themselves, whether to go on. And when you hear that one, that person needs to be in the hospital. And do not think, if you're suspecting that somebody's feeling suicidal, uh, do not think that bringing up the subject to them is going to prompt them to do it. In fact, uh, Frank, uh, studies have shown it takes the pressure off uh, when you raise the question with them. Especially if you say to them, hey, we can do this. There's hope. Give them hope. And, And we can do this in Christ. Now, Frank, we uh, promised at the beginning of this program that there was a triple cure for double depression. Walk us through that, if you will. And this is where the hope comes in. So enjoy this. Done in First Thess 5.23, beautiful little verse. And in the middle of that, it talks about spirit and soul and body, the spiritual. It's a little truth I discovered many, many years ago. And I've noticed that, that you know, you know the same thing, but it's a Friendship with Christ. Yes. It's somehow along the way, he became my best friend. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. I love to walk and talk with him and love to reflect on his word. Somehow he moved. I mean, he's my Lord, he's my Savior, but he moved into a really friendship level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll never know, friend, what they can do to lift your spirit. And it takes time, but you can get there. I mean, he's there already, he's just yeah. waiting for you to join him. But he wants to be a really special friend to you. And that just makes all the difference in the world. Now, the second dimension is the soul, and that's mind, emotion, and will. And just a couple of su- suggestions here. One is really watch that behavior. We tend to, it's a cycle how we feel influences what we do, but people forget what we do eventually tends to change how we feel. Focus on healthy behavior. If someone is un- something is unhealthy, run from it. Get away from it. Yeah. Uh, Proverbs 4.15, avoid it, pass out by it, turn from it, and pass away. Just uh, avoiding any kind of sinful or destructive behaviors, uh, those things will drag us down emotionally and drag us down mentally. Under the soul also is watch that mind. The the mind is so strong, and if you get to ruminating and worrying and thinking, why, it'll bring you down. Even just a negative feeling. So when you get that, get up and do something. Maybe, again, reflect on a positive verse, but do not get along with that mind. It will bring you down. Claim 2 Corinthians 10, 3, and 4 says, Casting down imaginations, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And, and we can do that through his Holy Spirit. And this, the third dimension, the triple cure, is and body, the Scripture yep. says. Mm-hmm. And so, so we do have a body. And, and sometimes when people are down, just, the stress has gone on so long, Don, until it's shifted those biogenic amines down, serotonin, norepinephrine, and dopamine. 
And when those go down, there's another chemical called BDNF. Hmm. It's a chemical that nourishes our brain cells, makes them healthy, makes you feel good. And when it goes down, people are blue and sad and negative. In fact, there's a part of the prefrontal cortex called the dorsolateral prefrontal cortex. The cells in that area will get weak. If you worry too much, they'll get weak, and the worries will just flood. Sometimes people need medical help. Most of people don't, but sometimes they do. So if there's a melancholic and it just won't get it go, blue, sad, down, there may be a medical dimension. And you might, you might need medical help. You might even need to be in the hospital. Thank you for listening to this episode of Encouragement for You with Don Hawkins, host of Encouragement Live Radio and author of over 25 books, including Never Give Up and Master Discipleship Today. You can find more about Don and his books at encouragementlive.org. Encouragement for You is a production of Encouragement Communications with the Salem Web Network and lifeaudio.com. Editing by Phil Gebers, production by Elizabeth Andrade. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. It really does help people find us. Let me take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on Encouragement for You. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Stay encouraged and join us next time for Encouragement for You. Hey there, it's Nicole Eunice from the How to Study the Bible podcast, and I'd love to invite you to join us as we weekly discover a passage of God's Word together. From beginning to end, from principles to practicals, we are here to make sure that God's Word is powerful and relevant to your life. If that sounds like something you're looking for, I would love to invite you to subscribe. You can go to lifeaudio.com and search How to Study the Bible, and we'll see you there.